Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another episode of PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. We give it to you raw, straight, with no chaser. E. Vanderbilt here with this trusted canine co-host, Woody. Wouldn't be a show without Woody. Woody, how you doing? And with that wolf, Woody says, man, four days until the election, four days until it's, well, it won't be all over because we'll probably have counting issues, but hey, four days until we hit the polls to vote for the next president of the United States of America or to keep the one we have now. So on today's show, we're going to talk about the polling. I'm going to get into that later in this segment. I'm going to talk about Biden Gate. There is more information coming out. And this one, if you haven't heard, oh my goodness, this one is just, I, I don't even know how to describe it. So I'll just wait until we get to that part uh, of the show. But there's some economic numbers that was released yesterday, and it looks good for President Trump. That's good for the nation. So we're going to talk about that for a second. And we'll talk about how the media just totally ignores it. So U.S. GDP booms at 33.1% rate in Q3, and it was better than expected. This from CNBC. U.S. GDP accelerated at a 33.1% annualized pace in the third quarter, the Commerce Department reported. That was better than the 32% estimated from a Dow Jones economist, economist survey. A surge in business and residential investment, along with stronger consumer activity, helped the economy after its worst ever Q2. Now, what's interesting is this little part, this, this paragraph here in the story, the gain came after a 31.4% plunge in the second quarter and was better than the 32% estimate from economists surveyed by Dow Jones. It, uh, the previous post-World War II record was the 16.7% burst in the first quarter of 1950. 70 years ago, we had the best ever, the best burst ever. And the, yeah, now it's up 31.4%. Now, you know, in all due fairness, prior to the that 16.7% burst in the first quarter of 1950 we don't know what it was i don't they didn't report this in the story what it was prior and there wasn't a pandemic but there was a war so that it was pretty pretty severe <clears throat> but these are great numbers going into the last 4 days of a presidential election so obviously president trump is touting these numbers as well as he should and obviously the biden camp is downplaying the numbers the biden camp basically are saying yeah this is great and all but not everybody is um you know getting getting benefit from this the biden camp downplayed it saying that blacks and latinos still are trailing behind in the unemployment number and they, you know, they are. They're in double digits still. Uh, we are in single digits as a whole. But, you know, that's to be expected. That's what happens. <clears throat> as we come out of the pandemic, here, here's why this happens. And 
good, bad, or indifferent, the service industry has taken a huge hit with the pandemic. And why? Well, because you shut down everything. I mean, if you shut down everything, people in the service industry, they, there's no work for them. And so it's slowly coming back and slowly those jobs are coming back as well. And, you know, there are a lot of minorities in those jobs, good, bad, or different, however you want to look at it. There just are. There are a lot of whites in those jobs as well, too. So there are a lot of people, millions and millions and millions affected by the shutdown. So think about that. We had a record Q3, record, not since 1950 we had a surge uh, this high, and it was bested the 1950 surge. And it's because we had the pandemic, the Chinese virus, and it shut everything down, and the economy took a nosedive, and now it's roaring back, totally expected, by the way, not surprising, totally expected. So it's roaring back. So obviously the Democrats have to downplay it because we're four days outside of an election. But <clears throat> Biden's plan, you know, he keeps talking about he's a plan for the coronavirus. What, what would Biden do? Well, Biden would shut things back down. Biden would slow this growth. If we elect Biden as president, what, what I mean, you know, he's been talking about Trump's not doing enough. Now, here's the difference between what Trump wants to do what Biden wants to do. There's not a whole lot, first and foremost, because if you look at Biden's plan, it almost mirrors Trump's plan. Now, Biden's known for plagiarism, so, you know, not surprising. But what Trump has done with this is he's given the states the authority to mandate their policies and how they reopen and um, attack this Chinese virus, this Wuhan virus right? So the, and he's been criticized for that. He's been criticized for not taking a more of a federal role because that's what the left wants. They want him to take a federal role and controlling all of this. Well, you know, let, let's look at that. Some of the worst states hit are blue states. Look at New York, the highest death rate, New Jersey, one of the high, New Jersey and New York, the number one and number two highest death rate. These were ran by blue states. So what do you, what the left is then effectively saying is that if these blue states had these high rates because the federal government didn't come in and dictate what they should do. Think about that. Now, red states like Georgia and Florida are the, like Georgia, my home state, we were the first to open back up. Our economy's coming back. Florida, they're fully open. They're more open than Georgia right now. Their economy's coming back. And it's leading to this economic growth. So the Biden rhetoric, and that's all it is, by the way, rhetoric, is that there should be more done right now to stem the, the virus. The leftist media's rhetoric is, look at the rise in the corona rates. Look at them not wearing masks. Well, if they had their way, they wouldn't have opened up the states. If the left had their way, we would not be sitting here talking about a 31.5, what is it, 31.5% increase, 31.4, in the, I'm sorry, 33.1. We wouldn't be talking about a 33.1% rate in the Q3. We'd still be in the negative territory. We'd still be down if the left had their way. Four days till the election, ladies and gentlemen, four days. They would have suppressed the economic engine of the United States. This would not, we would not be talking about a 33.1% increase if the left were in charge. Thank 
God, they are not. Four days, and let's hope they are not in charge in four days. And what does the media do about it? Well, here's from Fox News. CNN, MSNBC, primetime shows skip historic 33.1% GDP growth amid economic recovery. Yep, they're not even reporting it. In fact, let's do a cursory glance of all of the mainstream alphabet media soups. We'll start with ABC News. I'm looking at their website right now. Scan, scan, scan. Nothing. Not a thing. But their headline, their main headline, Massachusetts COVID-19 response was science-based. So, so why are cases rising? Not, nothing about the economic upturn on ABC. So NBC, let's see. Uh, Stephen, no, no, no. And now NBC goes on, they have their, one of their main stories, how a fake persona laid the groundwork for a Hunter Biden conspiracy deluge. So they're actually peddling fake news to, sh to try to see doubt in people's minds about the whole Hunter Biden scandal, which I'm going to get into in a minute. So nope, nothing on NBC. Well, CBS has been one of the more fair and balanced of the alphabet suits. Uh, let's see. I'm there. No, I'm, I'm scanning. Nope. If Florida glows blue, blue it's over uh, Trump and Biden campaign in Florida. That's that. Nothing about the economic news. And you'd think it's big enough news, right? How about CNN? Clearly, CNN, most trusted name in news. I'm looking at it. Nope. Trump mocks Biden's coronavirus precautions in dueling Florida rallies. Look at that. Trump mocks Biden's corona precautions in dueling Florida rallies. Well, he should. <laughs> because if he did, if, if Biden had his way, <clears throat> this wouldn't, we wouldn't be at 33.1%. Uh, it's Friday before election. Here's what you just know. Taiwan just went 200 days without a locally transmitted COVID-19 case. Here's how. That's what they're talking about. Um, MSNBC, we, do we even want to try? I mean, MSNBC, who cares what goes on MSNBC? It's such a far left site. But looking at their headlines, nope, it's not there either. Not there. Isn't that amazing? Uh, Trump Jr. says COVID numbers down to almost nothing as hundreds die daily. So they're mocking him for that. Uh, there is an interesting article in here I'm not going to get into, but Kavanaugh's uh, heads we win, tails you lose, voting rules could destroy decades of progress. And that article goes on to basically say that the Supreme Court of the United States is not intervening enough in the election. But nothing about the economic news. Now, Fox News... Unfortunately, Fox News also didn't have it blasting at the top. They had it, but it was a subheadline. But uh, all of the news media is completely ignoring this huge economic growth numbers. Now, why is it important? Well, obviously, the economy growing is important. I mean, we took such a huge hit with the Chinese virus, and to come roaring back like this is absolutely phenomenal. Do we want to change leadership now, four days outside of an election? And we've got these numbers. Why would anyone vote for Joe Biden? Joe Biden wants to tax the country more. Do you think that's going to help what's going on right now? We've got a recovery going on. And he wants to come in and tax the country higher. Historically, tax, taxes hurt the economy. Historically, lowering taxes stimulate the economy. You go back to the JFK tax cut, which the left doesn't want to talk about, by the way. And you see a roaring economy, the Reagan tax cuts, the Bush tax cuts, the Trump tax cuts, tax cuts help boost the economy because it puts more money in consumers' pockets to consume, which boosts the economy. So what would Joe Biden do? Now, he wouldn't do anything, by the way. 
it's all political rhetoric. That man has no plan that's viable. Now, let's say, God forbid, Joe Biden wins on Tuesday. I shudder to think. But if he wins on Tuesday, what happens? He won't be president, by the way, until January 20th. So he's not going to do anything because he can't. Trump will still be in charge. And Trump loves this country, so I'm sure Trump will continue to push the economy forward up until he leaves office. And he will leave office peacefully if that happens. God forbid. So we got to prevent that from happening, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not voted yet and you are an American citizen, please vote red. Down the ticket. Again, a couple days ago, I put this on a podcast, and I also, it's in um, uh, my blog, the pblpodcast.com. And I put this in there, and um, the, 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 and the, what I talked about is I actually want the Democrats to retain the House. Uh, the, the Republicans need to retain the Senate and the presidency, but I actually want the Democrats to retain the House. And the reason why is because they're going to go crazy when Trump wins. I mean, they're going to go frothing at the mouth, lunatic, crazy. And we need to see it. We see it now. People are starting to see it now. As we get closer and closer to the election, the left is going even crazier and crazier. We see it now, and we need to see it uh, after the election. And then in 2022, we vote them out and we keep them out. I wish there was another party in America. I mean, I, I really do. This is one thing that we are is hurting this nation, this two-party system. Our constitution wasn't written that way. That wasn't the intention to be a two-party system. But the two-party system is so locked in. I personally would love to see the Democrat Party it, the, be the party that goes away and maybe a third party comes up out of the ashes because the Democrat Party – in my opinion, is bad for America, just bad for America. Uh, it's time to abolish, to cancel culture, the Democrat party out, the party of slavery, the party of segregation, the party of Jim Crow, the party of the KKK, the party of the BLM, the party of the Antifa. It's time for them to go away. So great economic news. So congratulations to President Trump. I hope this puts you over the finish line for the election in four days. Now let's talk about Biden Gate. Biden Gate. It is Biden Gate. There is more here than just Hunter Biden, ladies and gentlemen. But the latest news out of this, have you? I mean, I, I don't know. If, you know, I don't know how widely distributed this story was because it came out of the Gateway Pundit. It's an alt-right newspaper, but this is like, wow, just wow. So. Uh, here's the headline from um, Gateway Pundit. Huge breaking exclusive. Hunter Biden has a Pornhub account where he uploaded his personal porn, including with family member. Yeah, yeah, you heard that right. Yeah. Um, apparently, Hunter Biden has a Pornhub account. And um, Gateway Pundit, this is uh, reported by Joe Hoff. He went on and they basically they got this from the laptop from hell, a.k.a. Hunter Biden's MacBook Pro, and they matched it to pictures of other people that Hunter Biden was around. One of the girls that you saw in a picture of uh, that was reported a couple of days ago 
of Hunter Biden in some California mansion with Russians. One of those girls was in this. And then, of course, there's the backside of a relative. And at the bottom of one of the, the photos that they put here in that article, they did a screenshot. At, and they got several screenshots. Thankfully, they're blurred. But they did a screenshot saying down the bottom of a tab, Joe Biden smiling. So they said that's one of the reasons why you can show that it's uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, but they got it off of the Hunter Biden laptop. And they matched a lot of the pictures from this, from the account to Hunter Biden laptop. Hunter Biden allegedly had a Pornhub account where he was posting pictures of himself and other people having sex. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, how do you... How do you even combat that? Wow. So if true, the sitting, the vice president, former vice president of the United States son is on Pornhub in uh, how, how inept is the Biden campaign? How, how did they not know this? How, how, I mean, this is like the most amazing thing because how is this campaign this inept i thought the hillary campaign was really bad i thought she ran one of the worst campaigns in history and i i mean i amend it now this has to be one of the worst campaigns in history because biden's rarely out on the campaign stump when he is out on the campaign stuff there's like 20 people there and i'm being generous and even his running mate there's nobody there. And how ironic is it that his running mate has her own sexual history scandal? You know, the whole thing with Willie Brown. Oh, you know about that, right? Willie Brown, downtown Willie Brown. He was a former mayor of San Francisco. Uh, you know, Kamala Harris used to work for him and they were having an affair. And he admitted that he helped move her career forward while they were having an affair. He was married at the time. And now that so Biden selects her knowing this because it was way out in the open. And then you got this. How did they not know? I mean, when you run for president of the United States, you you and your team come together and you go through every possible scenario of an outbreak of scandal. You you look for everything so you can get a game plan to offset it when it happens. The Clinton, Bill Clinton, they knew he was a flanderer, and they had a game plan for when it all came out, and it worked. You know, the game plan was that Hillary Clinton would stand by. But how is this campaign this inept? And their response? Their response is so tepid. Here's their response. There were more accusations made this week. Uh, on that most-watched Fox News interview a couple nights ago from Tucker Carlson. Did those meetings happen as they have been alleged when Joe Biden was a private citizen? We're not going to waste any time on this smear campaign because it's just another distraction to distract, uh, uh, again, away from four years of Donald Trump. That's it. That's how they're going to deal with it. It's just a distraction. They're not going to waste any time on it. Now, what he was talking about was deeper than the Pornhub account that Hunter Biden has. It's all the meetings that Hunter Biden had with the... Uh, Charisma people with the Chinese and the meetings that Joe Biden himself had with Tony Bobolinsky and others in the, with that company that Hunter Biden had or was 
involved in that was doing business with the communist Chinese. We're not going to address those scandals because, you know, it's just a distraction that the sitting vice president of the United States of America met with people who wanted to do business with him and business with the communist Chinese. It's just a distraction that there's emails circulating all over the place that Joe Biden was potentially getting a cut of this, allegedly. It's just a distraction that the sitting vice president's son, who had a Pornhub account and had a family member in there, it's just a distraction that the former vice president of America claims that he had no knowledge of his son's business dealings. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. There's a photo of you uh, golfing with your son, Hunter, and his business partner, Devin Archer. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business Yes, I stand by that statement. Do you think it was wrong for him to take that position? No. Knowing that it was really because but that he, company wanted access to you. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. How was your role as vice president in, uh, in charge of policy in Ukraine and your son's job in Ukraine, how is that not a conflict of interest? It's not a conflict of interest. There's been no indication of any conflict of interest from but Ukraine even, or anywhere else. Period. I'm not going to respond to that. Let's focus on the problem. Focus on this man. What's your response to those Republicans who say that Hunter should speak to the country. There is zero rationale for that to happen. Nobody has suggested anything was done that was inappropriate. This is all a diversion. This is classic Trump. No one has said he's done anything wrong except the thug Rudy Giuliani. Come on. Nobody has said he's done anything wrong. This is a guy who is, uh, has done nothing but good things his whole life. My son. What is your response to the New York Post story about your son, sir? He didn't have a job until you became vice president. Once you None became of that vice president, he made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, that is simply and various not other places. True. What did he do with Barista to deserve $183,000? That doesn't pass the smell test. Like when you're vice president, isn't there a higher standard? Don't you need to know? No. What's happening with your family? Don't you need to put down no. some guardrails? Um, unless there was something that was, uh, there was something on its face that was wrong. There's nothing on its face that was wrong. And my son Hunter is the brightest guy I know. He just continues to deny, deny, deny. Actually, he's not even denying. They just don't even talk about it anymore. We're not going to waste any time on this smear campaign because it's just another distraction to distract, uh, uh, again, away from four years of Donald Trump. There was no other reason for me to be in that bar meeting Joe Biden than to discuss what I was doing with his family's name uh, in the Chinese CFC. He's, and this is a company with direct connections to the communist government of China. So the former vice president has said he had no knowledge whatsoever of his son's business dealings and was not involved in them at all. But this sounds like direct involvement in them. Yeah, that's a blatant lie. We're not going to waste any time on this smear campaign because it's just another distraction. There was no other reason for me to be in that bar meeting Joe Biden. We're not going to waste any time on this smear campaign because it's just another distraction. Yeah, that's a blatant lie. Yeah. They want to just they they don't want this story out there for obvious reasons, because it is a blatant lie. Joe Biden is a liar. He's proven to be a liar. His son is a degenerate. He's been proven to be a degenerate. So do we want this man in the presidency? He was 
actively pursuing business while he was pre the sitting vice president of the United States of America with the communist Chinese. Or if you want a company that had connections to the communist Chinese. We, we know this now. Um, by the way, the, here's an article from the Daily Caller, exclusive New York Post smoking gun Hunter Biden email, 100% authentic forensic, forensic analysis concludes. An email Hunter Biden received in April 2015 from a Burisma executive discussing an introduction to then Vice President Joe Biden, which lies at the heart of a New York Post investigation is unquestionably authentic a cybersecurity expert told the Daily Caller Foundation on Thursday. So we know. I mean, the, okay, and, and then there's more. As if that's not enough, the FBI, this is from the Washington Examiner, FBI conducting criminal investigation into Hunter Biden and associates days ahead of the 2020 election. The FBI reportedly has an active criminal investigation into Hunter Biden, the son of Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden and his associate. James Rosen, a reporter with the Sinclair Broadcast Group, tweeted on Thursday, less than a week until Election Day, that the Bureau opened the inquiry into allegations of money laundering in 2019. Uh, the Justice Department official confirms that in 2019, the FBI opened up a criminal investigation into Hunter Biden and his associates focused on allegations of money laundering and that it remains open and active today. Ladies and gentlemen, the Biden family is corrupt. They are corrupt. And four days outside of an election, he is a hair's breadth away from being president of the United States. Really? Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I'm going to get into some polling in a minute. But PJ Media had a story out that seven key corruption questions Joe Biden must answer after FBI bombshell. Now, granted, we got proof now that he spoke with his son about all this. So here are the seven questions. Were you aware that Hunter and his associates have been under FBI investigation since last year? Did you meet with Tony Bobolinsky? Have you ever met with any of your son's business associates? Are any of these emails not authentic? Why did Rob Walker say Bobolinsky could burn all of us? Did you, Joe Biden, deny that you were making business decisions about this foreign business venture? And were you, Joe Biden, in fact, a beneficiary to receive a 10% stake in the deal with a Chinese energy company? Now, those questions won't be asked by the mainstream media. We know that. Um, and the, the campaign, the Biden campaign just says, eh, this is just a distraction. You know, there's another story that's coming out, um, to uh, Patrick Ho. If you don't remember Patrick Ho, he's the, the spy suspect that Hunter Biden talked about as the, uh, effing spy chief of China. Uh, he's a business associate of Hunter Biden. He was suspect of being a covert agent for the Chinese government court documents uncovered on Tuesday revealed. Uh, the documents showed that at least one foreign intelligence surveillance act, a FISA warrant, was filed against Chinese businessman Patrick, Patrick Ho in February of 2018. You know what came out from Steve Bannon's war room? A contract, an attorney agreement letter between Patrick Ho and Hunter Biden. Identification of the party. This agreement is made between Robert Hunter Biden, Esquire attorney, and Mr. Patrick Ho, the deputy chairman and secretary general of China Energy Fund Committee. 
compensation. This is what it says. Retainer. In consideration for the services to be performed by attorney, client agrees to pay attorney the sum of $1 million as a retainer at the time of execution of this agreement. So they have the attorney agreement between Patrick Ho and Hunter Biden. They paid him a million dollar retainer. So all of this comes out from where the alt news because Facebook and Twitter and other sites, other big tech social media giants suppress information. By the way, Facebook reports a decline in users in the U.S. and Canada. Now, it's a tw this, this is from CNBC. Facebook stock remained nearly relatively flat on Thursday after the company reported a decrease in users in the U.S. and Canada, but moderate revenue growth in its third quarter. So they have a decrease in users, but they had some revenue growth. And uh, similarly, CNN reported just the other day, Twitter stock dips after it reports slower user growth. This is the only way to fight back the big techs, by the way. And the same with this show is if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please do share, follow, and give a five-star rating. And if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. This is how you fight back to where the campaigns like the Biden campaign can't suppress information because what they are banking on is they're banking on the media and the big tech giants to follow along. And they do. This is the most inept campaign I can remember ever seeing. I thought Hillary Clinton's campaign was bad, but this campaign is bad. I mean, these guys are just bumbling idiots. How did they not know? I mean, how did they not know? They knew, but they were banking on the media and the social media tech giants to cover for them, and they are. But there are... There are many, many people out there, people such as yourself, such as me, who look elsewhere for news, elsewhere to find out information, and it's all out there. And I've been saying this for years, that anything you want to know, it's all out there. Nothing is really hidden anymore in the age of the internet. You just got to know how to look for it, and you got to know how to read between the lines. And I tell you what, there, it's pretty easy to read between the lines of Bidengate right now. Joe Biden knew what was going on in, with his son. He knew. There are, there's evidence that he knew of his sec, sexual uh, depravity, and there's ample evidence that he knew how deep his drug addiction was. He's already admitted he knew about his drug addiction. And there is evidence that he knew what his son's business dealings were. And there is evidence that he was involved in his son's business dealings. But yet, he is a hair's breadth away from being elected president of the United States of America. If the media had done their job, look at what I just showed you from the mainstream media. They didn't even cover any of this. They didn't cover the, the GDP growth, and they certainly are not covering the Hunter Biden scandal because they said they can't, it's not verified. And the reason it's not verified is because they haven't reported on it. They haven't sent reporters out there. We, you don't hear of reporters of the mainstream alphabet news media uh, camping out outside of the Biden's home they're not even they don't they're not looking to verify that's why it's not verified because they're collectively turning away why because orange man bad they hate this president so much so much that they're willing to put a corrupt career politician into the white house that's just sad they hate this man that much
that they're willing to put I mean, Joe Biden's been corrupt his entire career. If you go back to his senatorial election in 1972, there, there's links to mob connections, mob suppressing an article that came out that was bad about him. Uh, so he didn't, you know, that article wouldn't come out and he barely won that election. So there, there's been corruption in the, around this man since his very first race in politics. And he's a hairbreadth away. From the election. This is just amazing. I'll tell you what, four days left. Four days. Thank goodness it's only four days. I don't know how much more we as a nation can take of this, but let's get into some polling and then uh, we'll wrap this up. There's a lot of data out there that suggests it's not in the bank for Biden. He, I know they think that, they being the left, I mean, they'll mock you if you say Trump's going to win because Biden's leading in the polls. And by the way, his polling in the battleground states have been dropping. Uh, just yesterday, it started when I looked it up, when I opened up Real Clear Politics and looked at the battleground states, it was 3.8% up. Now it's 3.2% up. So it keeps dropping down. And the trends favor Trump. And I've been saying this for a while. If you look at where Hillary Clinton was in the battleground states, uh, Biden is underperforming where Hillary Clinton was, with the exception of um, Michigan and Wisconsin. And he's basically flat there. And Trump won all these battleground states. So you got to look at the polling, though, and understand that the pollsters, and this is why people don't like the polls. Uh, people don't like the polls because the, the pollsters, uh, not all of them, but some of them are a little dishonest. So let me play you uh, this clip. Uh, it's a little, yeah, I won't say it's a little long, but I, I, this is a, it's on Real Clear Politics, and it's from a show called Business Matters. So let me play this. This, these are two, this is a moderator talking to two pollsters. Listen to this. Well, Jim Lee, I'm thinking this is going to be a factual show, which it is, mm -hmm. but I, I get the sense that, I don't want to say you have an agenda, but you're, you're mad about something. And, and, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm mad because um, polls that come out days before an election that are egregiously off. And I don't mean by a couple points, because Chris is right. Do they, the margin the of error, Do they affect the vote? The margin of error, well, I guess we'll never know the answer to that, because clearly in 2016, voters weren't looking too much at the polls. Mm -hmm. But when a poll comes out that has one candidate, in this case Hillary Clinton, winning by 11 points when the winner of the race is the other candidate, that's not an outlier. Mm -hmm. That is bad polling, and it makes our entire industry look bad. Okay. So I've called on the American Association of Public Opinion Research to crack down on egregious polling to tighten standards for firms like F&M that clearly don't understand the landscape of Pennsylvania, and that guys like Chris and I that are trying to do quality work. Mm -hmm. Chris's last poll in 2016, within the margin of error, mm -hmm. ours showed the race between Clinton and Trump, a statistical tie. Mm -hmm. When others like F&M had the race at 11 points, and you don't think that's voter suppression? Gotcha. So I, I, I'm sticking up for the industry here by saying we need to crack down, and someone needs to stand up and say, you know what, this is getting out of control. Just gotcha. look at those. That was um, Jim Lee of the Susquehanna Polling Group, and if you look at his numbers, they are far different than all the other numbers. Um, and here, here's what he went on to say about uh, – what people may be telling the pollsters, and he makes a very good point. Listen to this. That we shouldn't trust polling. So I think, and quite frankly, many people call him everything from a misogynist to a racist to, you know, everything in between. 
So there are a lot of voters out there that don't want to admit to a, a live telephone agent they're voting for a guy that's been called a racist. Mm -hmm. So that submerged Trump factor is very real. And we've been able to capture it. And I'm really disappointed others in our industry have not. Yeah, you know, that a lot of people were saying, no, this isn't like 2016, because in 2016, they they thought that happened as well, where people wouldn't say that they're voting for President Trump because they, you know, they didn't want to look uh, racist, misogynistic, as he said. So he says it's, it's more it's prevalent this election cycle, too, just like in 2016. And it makes a lot of sense because you look at the vitriol against this president. And this is where the Trafalgar group um, has done very well, because they asked the neighbor next door question, meaning, all right, you're going to vote for Biden. But what about your neighbor? Who's he going to vote for? And the neighbor says, well, that that misogynistic racist is going to vote for Trump. When really he's talking about himself, not calling himself a misogynist crazy. I think you understand what I mean. People are fearful that they're going to be labeled that. Who wants to be? This is why the left are bullies. That's why they do this is they want to bully and beat you down. So you, you will not tell anybody you're going to vote for Trump. But when you go to the voting booth, when you go to the voting booth, nobody sees you. Nobody knows you vote for Trump. And that's just sad. It really is sad. I mean, hey, if you're going to vote for Biden, vote for Biden. You know, my daughter, who this is her first year of uh, being able to vote. She's 19. And I've taken her to every election since she was born. Every election. When she was a baby, I carried her with me. Every, I, I wanted to instill into my daughter civics, what, her, her duty to vote. And I talked to her yesterday. And, um, I, I, you know, she's 19. She doesn't really like this president. And I called her up and talked to her about voting. She said she's already voted. And I didn't ask her who she voted for. But you know what I said? I said, honey, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Most likely she voted for Biden. I don't know. But I said, I'm proud of you. We live in a nation right now where the left vilifies you for voting for Donald Trump. Now, um, he, Mike, Jim Lee was asked about his thoughts on Pennsylvania. And uh, here's what he said about Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, which is usually important. Sure is. And where are we in terms of the election as you see it? I think it's going to be a very close race. I don't see this being a blue wave. I don't think Biden wins in a lot of the battleground states Trump carried in 20, uh, 2016. We have the race in Pennsylvania tied. Our poll the first week of September showed a two-point race. Others showed a double-digit lead for Biden. Now we're seeing other firms showing it tighten. when, in my opinion, it's been tied all along. So I think Pennsylvania is clearly a battleground for both candidates. And I think the election is going to be decided by a very, very small electoral vote outcome. Who do you think? So Pennsylvania, he's right. Pennsylvania is the state. Pennsylvania, this is, I believe, Pennsylvania is the key state. It, it's do or die in Pennsylvania. I, I don't think, uh, if, if Trump doesn't win Pennsylvania, I believe he doesn't win the election. It all boils down. He can lose Michigan. He can lose Wisconsin. But he cannot lose Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. So if he wins Michigan and Wisconsin and loses Pennsylvania, he actually could be all right. He needs those 20 electoral votes to put him over the top. Now, I believe he wins Pennsylvania. And there's a lot of headwind. There's a lot of people out there. Uh, Don Serber is one of them, too, who believes that uh, Trump could pull it off in Pennsylvania. And if, you don't, if you're not watch, you know, reading Don Serber's blog, highly recommend you read his blog. He just put out another story. It's like, why the polls lie? ABC just, and I'll read a little bit from it. ABC just alleged Biden is up 17 points in Wisconsin. And by the way, that pollster, Jim Lee, brought up that 17 points. Like, who believes that? Nobody believes that. 
Uh, Don Silver goes on, well, that's nice. Biden supporters can now stay home and not risk <laughs> COVID by voting. And you know what? That's funny. That's a funny point because it could actually backfire on the left by uh, uh, touting these polls that are ridiculously high. How many Biden voters are going to go, oh, he's got it in the bag. I don't need to go out and risk getting COVID. Uh, but and Don Silver goes on, the fact is no one has taken Wisconsin by 17 points since LBJ in 1964. The politicos and pundits know the polls are all lies this year. They cite these polls because the polls give them numbers that support their thesis that Americans can be conned into electing Biden president. That is the greased poll failed. Uh, that that the I'm sorry that the greased polls failed to elect Hillary four years ago does not matter. They are doubling down. They fixed the polls. The imaginary margins are wider this year. Why do they lie? He asked. Because there are no consequences for lying. Nobody got fired after the 2016 debacle. No one apologized. No one got let off the real clear politics average because they were wrong. Nope. It's business as usual. Actually, one of the uh, leads in the Trafalgar group, I forget the gentleman's name, said the exact same thing. No one got fired. No pollster got fired in 2016 for getting it so wrong. And wrong, they did get it. You know, so they don't care. They grease the polls so they can make people think that Trump is doing poorly in the polls when, you know, he's not. The polls favor Trump. I'm sorry. The trends are there. I know there are pundits out there that are saying, nope, nope, they don't. He's losing. He's not going to lose. He's going to win the election. It's not going to be by a wide margin, but he's going to win. I mean, if it is by a wide margin, hooray, I'm all for it. And, you know, I shared with a story yesterday how in some of these uh, battleground states, early voting is favoring the GOP. And, and the thing about the early voting is they can't tell you who the person voted for. And some states don't tell you the party affiliation. They just they report the number of early voters and over 70 million people have voted early right now in this presidential election. And then the states that report in the battleground states that can report in party affiliation, um, all but Pennsylvania. The GOP is leading. And, but you're saying, E, hold on. Pennsylvania? Isn't Pennsylvania the one you said Trump has to win? It does. Early voting in Pennsylvania, this number is a couple of days old, so it's probably changed. 1.8 million people early voted in Pennsylvania. And in 2016, 16 million people voted in Pennsylvania. Now, it looks by all intents and purposes that this election is going to be a record turnout. We had 128 million last time in 2016. It's going to be more this time. Just by the numbers that you see from the the early voting. Now, why? Well, it's not. It, it, part, of the, part of it is it, it is one of those kind of elections. And the, the enthusiasm for President Trump is unlike I've ever seen. I've talked about that a lot. But why? It's because they've made it easier for mail-in vote, voting. We haven't had that before. We've had absentee ballots. But now we get some mail-in voting. And I think it's going to backfire on the Democrats. I think the Democrats are going to rue the day that they pushed for mail-in voting. And by the way, if you're listening to this, mail-in voting's done. Don't mail in any votes, unless you're a Democrat. Mail in your vote right now, today. Actually, wait till tomorrow. In fact, you know what? I'd put it in the mail first thing, Monday morning. If I was a Democrat, if I were a Democrat. Now, if you're a Republican or conservative, uh, you've got to go in person and vote. So no more mail-in voting. If you're a conservative, please send in your mail-in ballot on Monday if you're a Democrat and or leftist, but I repeat myself. Um, so what 
is going to happen on Tuesday? Nobody knows. I mean, I make predictions, but they're all BS predictions. If you make predictions, they're BS predictions. Nobody knows. There's so many dynamics that happen. All I can tell you is there are trends here that favor President Donald Trump. There are very solid trends that favor President Donald Trump. However, I can sit here and tell you that the polls show that Biden is in the lead. But I can also show you, just as you heard in that clip, that there are pollsters that manipulate the numbers that do garbage polls. Biden's not up in Wisconsin by 17%. There's, I, I guarantee it. But there's a poll there that skews everything. The real clear, the RCP average is now what they're trying to game. And what RCP should do is recognize this. And as, um, as Jim Lee pointed out, uh, something should be done about it. RCP should dump those people out of the poll, out of the aggregate. A couple of other um, prediction, predictive points here, and then uh, we'll wrap up the show. Uh, this from discern.com, D-I-S-R-N.com. USC poll that predicted 2016 win says Trump is on track for re-election. This was released October 29th by Peter Heck. And the poll that accurately predicted President Trump's 2016 election victory says he is on track for another electoral victory in 2020. The University of Southern California group does not conduct state-level predictions for each presidential candidate, but instead bases its evaluations on what they call the own intention and social circle questions. Uh, from them, from our previous research on social judgments, we learned that people seem to know their immediate social circles quite well, the USC team said on its website. Their answers about the distribution of income, health status, even the relationship satisfaction of their friends, family, and acquaintances were often in the right ballpark. They go on, when we average the data from their responses across a large national sample, it provided a surprisingly accurate picture of the overall population, they said. In all five of the elections in which we tested this question, the social circle question predicted election outcomes better than traditional questions about voters' own intentions. It goes back to what I was saying about the Trafalgar group. They asked the neighbor next door question. That's what the USC asked, and they predict. They predicted it in 2016, and they're predicting a Trump victory in 2020. And this from the Washington Examiner, poll that correctly predicted Trump's upset in 2016 predicts another victory. Pollsters at the University of Southern California who used a unique method to predict President Trump's 2016 election victory says it looks like he is heading for the re-election next week. So this isn't reported just out of one entity that the USC poll is correct. It's reported out of multiple. So there you have it. We got Biden gate. What's going to come out tomorrow? I mean, what came out today? Oh, my gosh. What does Gateway Pundit have up their sleeve for tomorrow? Leading all the way up to Tuesday. Four days left. Please, if you are an American citizen, please get out and vote. And I am going to ask you, please, please vote red. Down party line. The Democrats don't deserve your vote. They simply do not. Now, again, don't get me wrong. I want them to retain the House. It would be a miracle if they didn't. But I want them to retain the House because I want to see them frothing mad next year. I want to see the next two years of Democrat just totally, totally breaking down and falling apart right in front of our eyes so the American people, more and more people could see how bad this party is and how bad the people are in that party and vote them out in 2022 and forever hurt that brand that is the Democratic Party. If you are 
living in another nation, and you're not a U.S. citizen, and you know U.S. citizens, have that conversation with them. If they don't know this information, ask them, do you know about Bindgate? Do you know Hunter Biden had a Pornhub account? Did you know Joe Biden claims he never spoke business with his son, but one of his son's business partner, who's pretty credible, Tony Bobolinsky, actually said he was there when they did? Got to get out the information, people. Share this with everybody you know so they are aware of just how corrupt the Biden family is. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. As stated, please, please help us move up in the algorithm by, if you're listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, um, give us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And if you're not watching it on YouTube, go to YouTube. It's Politics and Brown Liquor. Subscribe on the channel, and it helps move us up in the algorithm. Please also share this because they can't. The text can't do anything about that. If you subscribe, if you give it a five-star rating, if you share it, it, it automatically moves it up in the algorithm because they can't do anything about that. They'd have to rewrite their whole algorithm and put, take that out, and that would ruin every. That would throw their model off. So the best way, the, the best way to combat the big tech media social media giant suppressing voices is to use their own methods against them and i'm not just saying this because it'll help my show do it with all conservative voices that you listen to like follow share give them five star ratings and subscribe to all of them and you'll see a surge in conservative voices and the social media giants will have to wake up and recognize it and do something about it and stop suppressing these voices. We, we represent a lot of money to them. Facebook skews conservative. Their users do. They're losing users, so is Twitter. We represent a huge economic block for them. And we need to show them we need business. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Politics and Brown Liquor.